Hello loves and welcome to The Courage Project. I'm your host, Elise Vickers, and I want to start this episode with a deep breath because if you've been listening for a while, I used to do this all the time and I have not done it in a few episodes. So let's all collectively take a moment to get present. Inhale on your own time. Fill your lungs, fill your belly, fill your whole thoracic cavity with air. And exhale it all out. (sighs) I love starting that way. Remind me to do that more often. (laughs) And I want to also start this episode by posing you a question. Maybe two questions. (laughs) Are you living in integrity with your values? And is the work that you do in integrity with the world you wish to create? Take a second to ponder on that second question because that is so important. And this is a question that today's guest, Dr. Stephanie Burgos, has pondered embodied, and taken courageous action on through her healing journey. Dr. Stephanie is a multi-passionate healer and guide. She is an emergency medicine physician turned medicine woman, plant medicine guide and integrator, breathwork facilitator, embodiment guide, energy healer, wellness coach, author, and speaker. Did you catch all that? (laughs) Stephanie is passionate about helping others come home to their body, move past their inner roadblocks, and embody self-love and their sovereignty. As a burnt-out professional who sacrificed herself for the sake of achievement and external validation. Sound familiar, anyone? (laughs) Dr. Stephanie had a wake-up moment that changed the trajectory of her life. She switched her goals and decided to choose self-love as her new career. She now has over eight years of experience helping others to build their self-confidence and dive deeper into self-love. Stephanie stands behind the belief that if you are looking to free yourself and up-level your life, then it's time to move, breathe, feel, and embody your radiance. She's an avid traveler, wife to her amazing husband, Luke, lover of dance and plant mama. And honestly, I myself felt inspired and enlightened by this conversation that we had. You'll soon be able to tell how truly fascinated I was by Stephanie's wisdom and charisma. And I was literally smiling throughout the entire conversation. We covered a lot of juicy topics in this conversation under the umbrella of coming back home to yourself. So I would love it if you let me know on Instagram at courageproject.podcast. I'll have that in the bio or in the episode description as always. But let me know which pieces of this conversation stood out to you that you'd like to dive deeper into. And maybe I'll be able to convince Stephanie to come back for another chat or even I myself can go into those a little bit deeper. But for now, I am so excited to introduce you to Dr. Stephanie Burgos. 
Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to The Courage Project. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. So I guess my first question for you today, your Instagram bio says medical doctor turned medicine woman. Can you share the story behind this transition and what the difference between the energetics of how you embody these two different roles? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, so I am actually, I am by trade an emergency medicine physician. And so probably about, I would say about three years ago, I had reached a big turning point in my life. I had reached a point in my life where I had pretty much accomplished everything that I had said I wanted to accomplish since I was like a little girl. So I always knew I wanted to be a doctor. I was like that little girl playing with her stuffed animals, having like a little plastic check, like a little plastic like checklist that my mom would give me. And I always knew that I wanted to help people. And so I went with that vision all through high school, all through college, and you know, and into medical school and into residency. And so in residency, I had also started. Um, I was already working a ton, but I had already, I had also started another business. And in doing that, I had started to really work on my mindset through entrepreneurship because, you know, those of us who are, who are, who are in entrepreneurship, it requires a lot of mindset work. It requires a lot of really believing in ourselves and working through our limiting beliefs. And I didn't realize until I actually stepped into the entrepreneurial path how many limiting beliefs I had and, you know, how I struggled with self-doubt. I struggled with, you know, imposter syndrome and just feeling like I didn't belong, you know, that I, you know, that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't, you know, you know, intelligent enough. And so I had all these different, you know, struggles and limitations. And even though I was doing a ton of mindset work and I was reading amazing personal development books. And I was going to all these events and I was going to, you know, Tony Robbins and all these like beautiful, like great events that really did cause shifts in my life. Um, however, I would say in 2018, I had reached that turning point where I sat in my living room. I had, you know, I had accomplished having a successful business. I had bought a new home. I had an amazing marriage. I had become a doctor. From the outside looking in, I had it all. I had it all. And yet I remember just sitting there at 35 years old, just sitting there and saying, something's not right. Something is not right because I have accomplished everything. I have literally followed the checklist that society told me to follow. I, you know, they said, you know, do this, make all this money and you're going to be happy, you know, have the beautiful house, have the beautiful car, have the beautiful luxury bags, all these things that, you know, were really fed to me through, you know, through society. Um, I sat there and I said, something is not right. My intention is not right. And I realized in that moment that it wasn't going to matter whether I was making $100,000 or $50,000 or half a million dollars a year, like the money was never going to make up if I didn't fully see myself and if I didn't feel, you know, if I didn't fully feel that I was worthy. And it was in that moment that I realized that I had spent my entire life seeking external validation 
through degrees, through accolades, through, you know, through likes on social media, through people pleasing, all these things that it was all about external validation. And in that moment, I was like, I need to look inward. I need to connect inward. And it was in that moment that I said, I looked at my husband and I said, you know what? I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I have a feeling that I need to connect spiritually and I need to really start connecting even deeper with my body. And it was in that moment that I, you know, at the time I had built a business around fitness and I was always someone that worked out. So I was always relatively somewhat connected to my body, but I, it was through, it was through external influences, meaning like I, I worked out based on what I was being told to do. You know, I followed a workout program or, you know, I wasn't really connecting with my own intuition. And so it was in that moment that I stopped all of that. I stopped you know, doing other people's workouts and everything. And I just decided that I was going to do yoga. I decided that I was going to slow down. I was going to really focus on meditation. And it was in, you know, it was, that was like, those were the first steps. And I said, you know, and for me to meditate was, was really hard. <laughs> I was just like, like I was, I'm that constant, I'm that person that's constantly thinking, that's constantly going. If you would have told me to meditate, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. Like, I don't know. I can't even sit for like a minute. Like how the hell am I going to meditate? And so I was like, all right, this is what I have to do. And it was in, and in doing that, I, the way that I kind of describe it to people is in making that decision, I decided to stop looking outside. I decided to stop facing outside. And it's like I put up a, a sign on the heart, on, on the door of my heart. And the sign said, I'll be back. And in that moment, I turned around inside and I walked into myself. And I walked in and I found an ocean. And that ocean was there and it was deep. And it was everything that you can imagine about an ocean. The waves were, were, were large and it was furious. And I jumped in and I jumped in and I went as deep as I can go. And I stayed there for two and a half years. And in that, in that season, which is where I've been in the last, you know, two and a half to three years, I have rediscovered myself. I have gone deeper into remembering who I really am. I have faced myself. I made a conscious decision to go inward and really look at the dark inner closet and to really see what is in here. What is in here that is stopping me from living the life that I desire? What is stopping me from getting to that next level in my life? What is stopping me from moving beyond lack and scarcity and envy and comparison and all of these things that were holding me back. You know, even though I had the degree and I had the external success, these poisons, these things that were harboring, anchoring me into a lower frequency when I knew that I was meant for more. And so in that path of, you know, walking of yoga and meditation. And then I came across plant medicine, which is something I feel really passionate about, you know, working with psychedelics, you know, I went to the jungle, I, you know, worked with ayahuasca, worked with psilocybin, you know, literally, like when I tell you, I literally changed my life 
And it would, and it took, you know, it's, you know, if, you know, the name of the podcast I know is the courage project. It literally took a tremendous amount of courage to look at my life and say, this is not the life that I, that I, that I desire, even though from an outside looking in, it was amazing. And I was just like, no, no, I'm going to leap. I'm going to start that process of leaping and I'm going to shift. And God, spirit, creator, I don't know what is in front of me. I don't know what this means, you know, as I'm, a, I, you know, I'm the sole provider for my, for my household, you know, to walk away from a high paying job, to even start thinking about walking away from a high paying job that I spent 12 years working towards to then say, okay, like, let's, let's do this. Like, I don't even know what this is, but it's, it's, it's not this, it's not clinical medicine in the way that I was practicing. And that's why I say, you know, it's, it's medicine doctor, you know, you know, turned medicine woman, because I went from, you know, just strictly following those, those principles of, of Western medicine. And I decided to go back to the original medicine, which is earth medicine, to go back to indigenous medicine, to go back to intuitive medicine to go back to the true healing where healing really can happen. And in that process, you know, in that process of discovering and remembering who I am, I realized how misaligned I was with Western medicine and how I felt like I was really just putting band-aids and I no longer was in integrity with myself. You have to understand when you're working, when you're living this life and we're walking this path, you, you know, one of the key things to really start the awakening process is that question of like, am I integrity? Am I living in integrity with my values? Am I living in integrity with what I believe is the work that I do in integrity with what I wish to create? And I realized, you know, through this process of like, I, I, this is not really healing people. You know, this is, yeah, yes, there's some, there's some, there's some importance to, I mean, I work in the emergency room. So it's like, you know, of course, you know, traumas and certain things that you need a doctor for and it, it, you know, that, that it's necessary, but our system does not do well with chronic disease and our system, you know, does not do well with mental, with, with, with mental illness. And, you know, we, we really just, I hate to say it, but we, we focus, I feel like we focus more on numbing and not really getting to the root. We put band-aids instead of really getting to the root of why is this happening. And I think the reason that is, is because to get to the root takes tremendous courage. And to get to, and to, get to the root is not fast. And it's not a quick fix. And to get to the root requires you to face yourself. And requires you to have radical responsibility of your life. To take radical responsibility of your life. To realize that you're no longer a victim, but that you are co-creating this life. And that requires looking at yourself, requires rewiring your, your mindset, rewiring your habits. And that is not easy. And it takes time. And I think that's something that's the reason why, you know, when it comes to our healthcare system and, you know, it's, it's, it's broke, it's, it really is broken. And people ask me all the time, they're like, you know, would you go in and try to help, try to help repair. And I'm like, I don't know, like it needs to like fully be redone to be honest. (laughs) It's, it really, and you know, and I just don't know. I just don't know. I just know for right now in this season, that's not the area that I'm meant to be working in as a healer. And I'm really meant to be stepping more into the path of medicine woman, which is really someone who is a steward of the earth 
someone who is there to help guide others to remembering who they really are, to help, you know, to help others awaken to their authentic self, to help them remember the light within themselves, to help them remember that they have the healer within themselves, that they have the teacher within themselves, that everything that you need truly is within you. And so it's a different way of living, a different way of looking at the world. And it, it only it only happens by walking the path and walking. And you know, it's not something that you can just like talk about. You really have to be about it. And so, and it is a completely different frequency. It's a higher frequency because when you start communicating and connecting with the earth, you know, you're 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 anchoring in such a high frequency of unconditional love. You know, really, you know, the highest frequency is love. And it's unconditional love. And it's it's and so when you when you look to nature, and nature is a beautiful teacher and a beautiful guide, you know, between the plants and the trees, I say, you know, we say the trees are elders, the plants are elders, they have so much wisdom. And they are really here to teach us. If you want to see how how our life should be and how we should be walking, look to nature. And nature is ever abundant. She is ever giving. She does not hold back. She continues to nourish. She continues to serve us, to give us, and you know, to give to us. And I don't even like to say serve because we are meant to serve her. And so she, but she, she nourishes us and she gives to us freely because there is more than enough. So, so yeah, I don't know if that answers exactly the question, but that's a little bit of the path and, you know, and, and it's still unfolding and it's still, you know, the, the story is still being written. (laughs) That was just so beautiful. Like you completely answered the question, your route from medical doctor to medicine woman. I honestly think that now your role as this medicine woman really is how we heal that broken system like you have your friends asking you if you would be willing to do it this work that you're doing is healing Mm -hmm. the system because you are providing that alternative way to heal the more powerful way to heal and I mean how can people find that then what really stood out to me was your willingness to like you said face yourself rather than looking for that quick fix that the medical system now will give us the current Western medical system. So like, how can people step into facing themselves and find that willingness rather than looking for the quick fix? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's, 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 this is like a (laughs) multi-layered, a multi-layered question. Um, But I think the, the first step I think is, is really just be, becoming aware of your your own power and becoming aware that you are your creator that that there is some sort of source light energy whatever it is that you're whatever it is that you believe whatever it is that you resonate it resonate with but there is something you know really amazing about you about each and every single one of you and 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 recognizing and realizing that you know, you, you really are, are creating and writing this life. And the best way to really start this process is to start coming back home to yourself. It's to start making the time and literally making it a non-negotiable priority 
for you to connect with yourself every single day. Because like I said, everything that you need is within you. All of your wisdom is within you. All of the healing, the the blueprint of wholeness lies within you, which is really wellness, is wholeness. It's returning back to whole. You know, it's it's this and so it's it's this idea of making the time to to sit with yourself. It's like I tell my clients, your body is your greatest guide. Your your body is your greatest compass. And it is going to direct you through your emotions, through your feelings. And, and that's the thing. It's awareness. It, awareness is the first step. It really is. It's that key. It's saying, oh, my body feels this way because it's trying to talk to me. It's trying to tell me that this relationship is not good for me. It's trying to tell me that this job is not good for me. It's trying to tell me that you know I, I'm not walking a path that's in alignment with, you know, my, my, my higher self with, which, with, with, with the path that I should be on. And, and I think it's understanding that our, our body has been trying to get our attention and then what ends up happening and it will continue to try to get our attention. And this is where disease comes in. This is where disease is just the physical manifestations of really our body trying to get our, our attention and trying to say like, hello. And depending on where that disease is, tells you a little bit about what energy is in what emotions are being stored within the body and being blocked within the body. And so really the first step is making that connection a non-negotiable with yourself every day. And so whether that is getting out a yoga mat, putting it on the floor, always having it on the floor where you can see it and making it a priority to sit on that mat for 20 minutes a day and just Feel whatever it is you need to feel or move in whatever way you need to move. You know, this is this is the type of work I work with my clients with. And it's it's really about just taking that time and pausing. And 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 in that process, you will start to see that your body will start to awaken, that emotions will start to move through you. And then it's up the second step is to receive and welcome the emotions and realize that it's important for you to be expressing your emotions. You know, that's something that I really want your, that that I really want those of you that are listening to, to understand that our emotions really are, are feedback to us. They are letting us know what's really going on. And they're really letting us know, you know, what, which way should we be moving and which way should we be walking? Or is this person respecting us or are they disrespecting us or you know our emotions give us so much feedback and yet we were we were raised depending on where you were raised if you were raised in you know a certain household that didn't allow emotions or a very strict religious household that didn't allow emotions you know we we are we're taught that our emotions and especially certain emotions are not good to have like anger and you know and deep sadness you know and grief and we tend to repress these emotions. And then what ends up happening is that this, this repression makes us sick, makes us sick physically, and it makes us sick within our mindset. And, you know, so I really want to encourage, you know, that it's incredibly important for you to start expressing yourself in a safe way. And what I mean by a safe way is you sit on your mat and you're present to whatever is there. It's like, oh, I'm feeling angry right now. You know, you, you, you touch your body. I'm feeling really angry. And you sit with it. And you don't always need to know the story. 
You don't always need, that's your mind, your ego trying to loop you in. You don't always need to know the story. You may just be angry. You may be angry because maybe you're empathic and you're feeling the collective and there's a lot of anger in the collective and there's a lot of fear in the collective and there's a lot of chaos in the collective. So you're just feeling that. And so it's just recognizing that and you're just like, ooh, let me express this. Let me move my body. Let me sound, use my voice to move this energy. And that is a safe way to move the energy. It's not safe when you are reacting to someone who, and you get annoyed and you get short-tempered, you know, and someone, and you end up taking it out on someone who didn't deserve it because really it was, you know, it's your responsibility to sit with your emotions and to move your emotions. And so, so yeah, I would say the first step really is in that key, you know, really prioritizing that time for yourself and really giving yourself the permission to welcome your emotions and to express your emotions. Yeah. And I think that all comes back to the numbness piece that we mentioned in the first question. And that numbness really is almost an unsafe expression when you are going into that reactivity mm-hmm. in your relationships or in your interactions with people and having short temper or being reacted to situations that are uncontrollable mm-hmm. rather than having that expression in a safe space on your mat or whatever that is for you. Because that's a lot more personal personal, and within your control. And it kind of just sets that baseline for you to then be at a better baseline going into your interactions. Exactly. So you don't get that reaction. Exactly. I give the, like I one time heard the example, and I, and I love this example. It's like, I'll take a woman who's in menopause, who is, uh, who has hot flashes, right? Let's say she has hot flashes. This woman, what she would do is she would go on her mat and she would do her, her routine and she would express and that actually lessened her hot flashes. The routine actually caused the hot flashes and so then she would have to go take a shower, but it lessened, you know, so that it didn't happen in a time when it wasn't a good time to happen, like in the middle of a business meeting or in the middle of a, because she moved the energy, she honored the energy that was in her body that needed to be expressed. And she took more control of that and she gave time to her body first. And, and I really can speak to the numbness because I, and and this is another thing I want to say too, because I think, especially when it comes to like women, you have to understand the feminine, we are, we, we are, you know, we, 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 we have the capacity to feel so deeply, you know, it's, it's our gift and our curse, you know, it's our gift. It's, it's the thing we have to work with. And I say a curse only because it can come back to harm us. We can use it against ourselves. We can use it to stop us from, you know, really stepping into the path that we're supposed to step into. And it can cause a lot of self-sabotage and it can ruin relationships and ruin lives, our emotions when it's, when it's not, you know, when we're not, when we're, when we haven't, you know, really stepped into that maturity of our emotions. And that takes time. That takes time. That's a life practice. And when I'm, st- you know, we're, st- you know, and even me, I'm still, you know, stepping into that more maturity of my emotions. But what I want to say is that when we allow ourselves to express and, and just recognizing that, you know, you're not going to stay in that emotional state. Cause I feel like a lot of people when I'm like, okay, it's time to express the anger. There's a fear that they're going to stay angry or there's a fear that they're going to stay so down and so depressed. But I will tell you, if you resist it, you will stay there longer. And if you allow yourself to move it in the 20 minutes, an hour, like, you know, half a day that it takes, you will, you know, sit with it, be present to it, ask it, what is it trying to teach me here? 
What am I trying? What is this trying to teach me? What am I trying to learn here? And feel it, and it will go. It will move through you, and then it won't. It won't. It won't weigh you down. It won't. You know that frequency because every emotion has a charge and it has a frequency, and that frequency is tied to our body, and that body is then weighed down, and then we live at this certain vibration. That's like when I teach about vibration in my classes, and and you know when I teach about it, I I, I help people understand that. Our dreams live at a certain vibration. They live at a certain frequency that's higher than where we are physically in our body. Because otherwise, if we were the same, it would already happen. It would already be made real. And so we have to raise the vibration of our body, which is what my course is all about. We have to raise the vibration of our body. And that is through the integration of our emotions and the feeling of our emotions and moving that through us. And then when we do that, we then rise, we then raise the vibration of our body, and then we start to become more aligned with the reality that we're calling in. This is why I tell people all the time, you can do all the mindset work, and you can do all the visualizations, and you can do all these things, but if you don't actually feel it in your body, and you don't actually raise the vibration of your body, you're not going to get to that next level. I literally have chills. This is such a full circle moment, because it, it really does come down to that expression. And I think that's the huge gap there because we hear those terms all the time. They're thrown around the vibration, your frequency, get to the next frequency. But like, how do you get there? No one knows where, how to fill that gap between where you are now and what that higher frequency is, where those desires reside. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like expression, this expressing your emotions, especially in a safe space, is a really tangible first step to yes. getting those desires, to getting into that next frequency and stopping self-sabotage and exactly. unlocking all those other good things that we want, the self-discovery and exactly all the good things we're chasing. <laughs> and having, you know, oh, and, and yeah. it's like having having a guide, having a mentor, having people that you can that mirror back to you what this is, and then having the container. You know, the container is so important because it, it really does create the safety. And, and there's also power in being witnessed when you're in containers. That's why retreats are so powerful, why group, you know, coaching programs can be so powerful is because you are allowing yourself to be witnessed. And so it's not just you now, but you're allowing, and that in itself is, a, is also incredibly healing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I almost feel like for me personally, it is almost a matter of doing it by yourself first to kind of develop a little bit of confidence and then that next level of I've only been in a few situations personally that I've been in that container with other people and witnessing it happen witnessing others but also having others witness myself and that step from like individual work to being with other people doing it is incredible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just skyrockets your journey and self-discovery and all of this yeah yeah And what I'm getting as a big theme in all of this transformational work that you've done here is this theme of surrender. Mm. And you released all your self-limiting beliefs. You released really your perception of who you thought you were and Mm. life as you knew it and all these pieces of your identity. So what does it really mean to be in that state of surrender? And how can we welcome more of that energy of surrender into our lives? 
Yeah, well, I think first, the first part is like, you're right, you know, a big part of this process, you know, a big part of awakening to who you really are is the stripping away of the labels and the different layers of clothing. You know, if you think of all of your identities, you know, daughter, you know, wife, mother, you know, doctor, nurse, teacher, you know, all these labels, sister, you know, all these labels that we have, you know, I, you know, chronic illness, you know, like, you know, angry woman or like, you know, resentful, or I'm a worrier, I worry like crazy, all these I am statements, right? You have to be mindful of your I am statements, right? And so this process of, of really remembering who you are is stripping away those I am statements and really pulling them away piece by piece, really looking at them and saying, where did I get this from? And is this really true for me? Did this come from my mother? Was my mother a worrier? You know, did this come from my father? Did this come from my great grandmother? Is this something that I saw in school, whatever? And it's in that stripping away that we really start to get to our core. And, and, and then, and when I say surrender, it's like this idea that it's a, it's a humbling of the ego. You know, we, we have, you know, especially like someone like, and I speak for myself because I, I was that person that was an overachiever, you know, that was very prideful, you know, and, and, and very much about like, you know, like status and, you know, and accolades. And because I have this degree, I mean this, and I'm better than this and all this, all this stuff, all these programs that are intergenerational, intergenerational. It's not just you. So it's not that you're a bad person. It's just, this is what was taught to us and what was shown. And when we were children, which is when all of a lot of this stuff happens and we get programmed, you know, this is what we saw. And so surrendering is really a, a letting go and a softening of the grip that we have on the steering wheel of our life and, you know, and the steering wheel and like, and really, you know, letting go of all the clothes that we have and all the labels that we have on and really, you know, allowing ourselves to step into the unknown and say, like, is this for me? Is this, you know, is this label for me? Or, you know, do I really know what's best for me? Right? Because you have to understand, like, do you really know what's best for you? Do you really know? Do you really know that what is true is true? Do you, are you 100% certain? And, you know, and where is that certainty coming from? Right? You're, you have to understand your perception and your outlook on life and your capacity to imagine and dream is going to be restricted by your belief system. It's going to be restricted by your filters and your perceptions. And that's going to be very narrow for a lot of you because of where you are right now. And that's okay. This process is about broadening and awakening and becoming more aware so that we don't have this rigid box that we keep ourselves in, this rigid cage that we keep ourselves in. It's like a prison, you know, it's like a cage and it's like the bars are our belief system. It's our, our limiting beliefs are the bars that keep us caged. And so surrendering really is this like journey and a, and a conscious decision every day. It's not something that you just like get to. And you have to understand a lot of these concepts and a lot of this is not like, it's not like we're trying to race to the finish line. This is like a daily intention. It's the same thing. Like I have a really, like one of the intentions that I live by every day is to walk and live a non-judgmental life. It's to not judge, which is why when people come across me, they immediately feel at ease. They immediately feel at peace. They immediately feel safe. 
And that's something that I'm told day in and day out. And it's because, again, I work on myself to live that path of non-judgment. And just like I walk, I just like I work on that intention of every day surrendering deeper into my, into, into my creator, into spirit, whatever, you know, again, whatever resonates with you, knowing that I am co-creating this life and knowing that, you know, just really knowing that I'm so limited in what I can think and I don't want to limit myself. I just keep telling the universe, I'm like, surprise me. Like I'm waiting for the surprise. I want to be surprised. And if you want to be surprised, you want to have a wow life. A wow is a surprise. A wow is, I didn't think that can happen, which means you have to open up yourself to that. You have to surrender into that. Yeah. And it's when you ask for that wow, when you ask for the surprise, like you are, you're going to be shown it. Mm-hmm. You really experience what you seek out. So if you're Absolutely. seeking out that surprise, yep, that's exactly yep. what you will get. I always say you find and what you're looking for. Yeah. It's simple as that. It's such a simple statement. But so when you simple. really think about it, it's it applies to literally just, it shifts everything. your entire life. Everything. Yeah. You find what you're looking yeah. for. And I think a lot of the time that's so powerful because people don't even consciously seek things out. It's that subconscious programming that we are seeking out. So that's the life that we create for ourselves. So it does take that awareness and bringing consciousness to what it is that you are seeking out beyond your conscious mind and creating for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And then with not racing to the finish line too, I, I love that because it is a daily practice. I think that's what a lot of people get caught up in, in the self-growth, self-development world is how can I be better? And then Mm -hmm. like, how can I be healed? How can I be my best self? But Mm -hmm. it's not like you just one day are healed. You are one day your best self. You just continuously practice this every day. And that's what it is. It, It isn't a destination. It is that daily practice. Absolutely. And that's what keeps it going. Yeah. Every day you're stepping forward. Every day you're becoming. Every day life is initiating you into the next level version of yourself. And it's a conscious choice moment by moment. Yeah. You know, with every action. Yeah. And like you said, it is conscious. And I think you really touched on the point that it starts with questioning those identity labels that you hold those I am's and question everything I tell my husband I'm like Mm -hmm. question everything yeah and that's where the stripping away starts right so do you have a particular practice that you do for questioning do you journal do you meditate on it I would say my own and 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 again this is my own personal practice and so it's going to look different for you and and I encourage you to really tune into yourself like for me I love dance and I love movement so for me I I get a lot from just literally sitting on my mat and closing my eyes and just moving for an hour in any way that my body feels good to move and I listen to music and I, that, and I just like, and I sit and I sit and I 
keep a journal about nearby in case I do have a thought that I want to write down. But I have really, that's been very supportive for me. Meditation also has been very supportive. But I have sisters who love to journal. And that's very supportive. So it's really just always asking, you know, hmm, this is interesting. I wonder why I think like this. Or where is this thought coming from? And really realizing that you are not your thoughts. And so that is, that's the power of meditation. So that's like the, if I could think of like, if I can like encourage like any one practice, I would say it's meditation. Like that's like key, yeah. fundamental. Well, I think that, yeah. And it, it comes down to meditation being that, that vessel from which you can understand you are not your thoughts and you can actually step outside of yourself and exactly to observe you your thoughts. Exactly. You start yeah. to separate, you start to notice the separation between your thoughts and you. And then that separation allows you to become more aware. And then you can start then picking up on it and being like, hmm, oh, I don't, I just made a very negative comment about myself. Like, no, that's not what I want to continue to create. And then you can rewrite it in that moment. Exactly. And it, it comes from that place of taking that role of the observer Yep. from which you can choose to rewrite those thoughts. Because when you think you are the thoughts, yes. it's a lot harder. There's not that room to rewrite it, to Absolutely. take out the thought that doesn't serve you and put in a new one that you want. Exactly. And I, I appreciate you sharing your practice. I think movement is such a tangible way to really connect with yourself and connect with your body. And through that connection with your body, connect with the spirit within you mm-hmm. and I, I definitely notice you you embody this so well and I see you just radiating that outwards on all your social media and everything every way you show up but I, I feel like lots of people don't have that same connection with themselves they don't dedicate the time they don't have they don't see themselves in a light that way so do you know what holds us back from developing that connection with ourselves and how we can practice being more present and creating that connection? I think it depends on the individual. So it really depends on, you know, for some people, it's they don't feel worthy of that time and effort, you know, to connect with themselves. They don't feel they again, this goes down to like what what are the the belief systems? You know, they don't they they don't feel loved, they don't feel um I feel like worthiness, you know, love, a lot of people are, and a lot of people are in survival mode, you know, a lot of people are addicted to stress, and in survival mode, and you know, they don't think they have the time. And they keep telling themselves that they don't have the time. So guess what, you don't have the time, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's you, you get what you, you get what you put out, you know, the universe, I heard once before, like, and I thought this was so beautiful. And this is what I believe with all of my friends, you know, the universe is nothing but a mirror. You know, it's nothing but a mirror. It just mirrors back to you who you are. And you always think about a mirror. If you want a mirror to smile, you need to smile into the mirror. And if you frown into the mirror, you're going to get a frown back. And the universe is that simple. And so what I would say is that everyone has the ability to be incredibly connected to their body. It is, this is, this is our, this is our temple. This is our avatar. This is our suit. 
that we're here. So we have that capability and it requires just making the time and the, you know, and it, and it comes little by little. It's not going to be like a, Oh, let me sit here for, you know, 10 minutes a day for like three weeks and boom, like this thing is going to happen like this. It is, you have to understand when it comes to the things of nature, when it comes to nature, when it comes to spirit, when it comes to these, these subtle, it's subtle, it's subtle, it's soft, which is why we, and especially depending on the women, a lot of women are wearing a very masculine mask. And they're wearing a very like masculine persona of force and control and do and and that's not feminine. And so a big part, and that's a whole other conversation. Like a big part of this process is, you know, awakening the feminine, which is, you know, the the journey that I walk, you know? And so it's just and 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 coming back home. So so what I would say is that. Number one, stop subscribing to the idea that you, you know, that you're not connected, you know, that you're not connected because you are connected. The fact that you get angry, you're connected. If you get sad, you're connected. If you get frustrated, all of this, you're connected. So it's not that you're connected. If you get bloated after you eat something you shouldn't be eating, you're, you're connected. If, you're, if your body starts getting pimples after you eat a ton of sugar, you're connected. You're connected. It's about opening your eyes and actually seeing and opening up your ears and hearing because your body is, is connecting. So it's, it really is. And this is not something that's quick. It's not something that's quick. So you have to really like, you have to like lean on the trust and the faith that this process works and that, you know, and you have to get, you have to get excited about that. Get excited about the idea of, wow, what it would be like to feel free in my body, to feel fully connected, to know like which way I need to walk to, to, you know, to, to know without a doubt that this is what's the, this is the best path for me. And this is what's aligned for me to have the courage to speak my truth to have the, you know, to, to fully believe in myself, like to be alive, like to, to have it all, to be it all. And that has to be the drive. Yeah. You're amazing, Stephanie. This is just so beautiful. I love this. You're dropping so many nuggets of wisdom that I just, it's almost stuff that I know within me, but I've never heard it said in this way before. And it, it's really registering. So I truly appreciate you. And I'm so excited to share this message and share all of your wisdom with my community. I Thank truly, you. this is amazing. This has been such a pleasure. And I want to be very mindful of your time. Thank so you. I have one last question to kind of wrap up. Um, how do you embody the practice of courage in your day-to-day life? Mm. You know, I heard recently, and I thought this was so beautiful, that courage is really, you know, courage comes in, um, it's a choice every single day, you know, to really step forward, you know, in places that really require us to to be and to shine our light and that there's something worthy there that we need to really discover about ourselves. And for me, 
I do it by holding myself very gently as I walk, knowing that it's courage is tender. Courage is, you know, it pauses, it takes in. And I say gentle because it's vulnerable. And I'm aware of that. And even despite feeling that way, I put, you know, I gently encourage myself to to step forward. So I think it's really realizing that even in, you know, even with the feeling of courage, you might feel afraid and you might have the jittery feeling and you might feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up or I'm going to like, I need to like, you know, I'm going to like cry or I need to. And it's just not be, you know, not expecting none of that to be there. Like it's all there and you hold yourself gently and you still walk forward. You still take the step and you take a step with, and you have full trust, right? It's, this is about trusting, you know, courage is also about trusting. It's trusting that you're going to be supported in supernatural ways, as well as in physical ways and having faith that you're going to be supported, that something out there has your back, that the universe has your back, as Gabby Bernstein says, and like, you know, and that, and that God has your back and, you know, that, that you're there. And so that's what I would say about courage. Courage is every single day. And it doesn't get, it, I, I actually, it gets easier, but it doesn't go away. You know, it, it doesn't go away. The, the need for courage doesn't go away. Because at every level, you're going to be faced with something that's new. We're ever expanding, ever growing. But you, start, you, you learn to recognize that, okay, this is where really courage needs to step in. My heart needs to step in. And I need to lean on trust. And then you, and, and then you need to walk and you expand. Wow. The other thing I want to say, because it was so beautiful, it was yeah. such a poetic line, is that fear, and I'll leave it with this, fear is just courage being made known. So it's just, it's the, it's fear the process. Fear is courage being made known. Yeah. Fear is the process of courage being made known. So it's like, you know, it's before we know courage. It's the pre, it's the like pre, the pre before the courage. It's that fear that we feel. And I was like, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's the root of courage. That's you feel the fear. And then that's where the courage is born from. Absolutely. To overcome the fear. Wow. Okay. Thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. I am so grateful for you coming on here. I want to acknowledge you for living so boldly and expressing yourself within your daily practice and with my community today and for teaching us love and courage and compassion and all of your beautiful wisdom. Thank you, truly. It was such a blessing to me for you being here, to my community, and I look forward to continuing to connect with you in the future. I also want to give you one opportunity before you leave um, to connect with anyone in my audience. How can they connect with you? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, you can find me over on Instagram at healthy ER doc. And I'm sure Elise will put my, my, my Instagram in the, in the, in the, um, 
the notes for this. Um, but I also different ways you can you can connect with me. I'm a breathwork facilitator, and I have a program, a transformational program called Embodied Healing. And so I actually have the next launch in September, um, and then I also do one on one for that program as well. And then I also run transformational retreats. So there's different, definitely different ways to connect and work with me. Um, so I just encourage you to come check me out and come follow and come dance with me over on Instagram. <laughs> Amazing. If this conversation hasn't already been testament to this, I highly encourage anyone to go check out these resources. I will definitely have everything, your website, your Instagram linked in the awesome. episode notes. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. Okay, now was that not a juicy combo? I mean, from her story, just had me inspired and drawn in. And I loved learning from her about just the simplicity of raising your vibration to get to those dreams of yours. And her talks about your beliefs and surrendering and the universe being just a mirror. That just blew my mind. And I hope it blew yours too. I hope you found some juicy nuggets from this, took some notes, are going to refer back to them. I think this was such a valuable conversation. So like I said in the beginning, let me know what pieces really stood out to you and if you'd like to go more in depth on something in specific. And if this did resonate with you, if you think that another friend would like it, a family member, coworker, I don't know, someone else that's on their self love self-healing journey send it to them share it with a girl share it with a guy whoever you think might like it it really really helps me to get the message out and this community that i love so much so i want to send you off with so much light and so much love and so much gratitude truly from the bottom of my heart I hope you have the most beautiful day whenever you're listening in, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!